0: ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Network FDIC. Thursday,
1: February 20th edition. Your Drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in. you can join the program anytime by calling us on the miller Lite phone line 877-420-talk that is 877-420-8255 miller light hold true great taste only 96 calories it is the original Light beer. we got a lot to get into. I've got Spencer Dupuis in studio with me as well. We're going to talk a little Marshall basketball later on because we've got uh, some thoughts from Jansen Williams, Jared West, Tavion Kinsey. We'll hear from those guys a little bit later on. And, of course, a busy week ahead for Marshall baseball, softball. We've also, of course, got basketball coming up this Saturday for the Thundering Herd on the men's side. The women tonight taking on Bowling Green's very own Western Kentucky Hilltoppers. And of course, Tony Kemper. I can't wait to get him back on the show because let um, me bring Spencer in here just for a second, and uh, we're going to do this quickly. Because, um,
0: hi. You can actually hear me. if I can you're hear you know. in the tri-state area. Hey, right first
1: now. rule of speech is just keep going. Don't admit your mistake. Um,
0: I mean, the mayor called me out, so I feel like I have to admit my mistake.
1: I fair, fair enough. Uh, we're going to forget that ever happened, and we're going to we're, we're going to move on with our lives. With this, But uh, yesterday, uh, Tony Kemper calling me out. So, you know, my first reaction is to call you out. And then I went back and reviewed the tape. And I'm going to save the tape for Tony. But Tony was busting my chops. And I went back and listened to what I actually said on Valentine's Day. And all I said was, he went 14 minutes in his press conference. We're not going to hear 14 minutes of Tony Kemper because I'd rather have him on the show instead of that interview. So I'm saving that so when Tony's back on the show... I can play that for him. But if you want to go back and listen to that, you can go, of course, anywhere you get your podcast and listen to any episode we have posted, including the Valentine's Day edition of The Drive, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. So uh, I will exonerate you, Spencer, and at the same time, I'm going to bust Tony next time he's on the show. It's going to be fun.
0: Yeah, it will.
1: No, it was uh, was good talking to Tony yesterday, and we had John Mercer on yesterday as well, so that was fun. But uh, we're going to hear from uh, some of the Thundering Herd players today, get their thoughts on the upcoming pod play. We've got bonus play coming up this weekend, Thundering Herd in action at the Cam Henderson Center. We've got sort of a, a almost a day-night doubleheader going on with the women and the men. So we'll talk about that more tomorrow. But uh, we got a lot of football news to get into. Uh, we'll touch on some of it later on. But the big story today is the announcement that Marshall and ECU, they're going to move the game. They're going to move their game, season opener for, for Marshall, they're going to move it to August 29th. So instead of the uh, first Saturday in September, we're going to play that game on August 29th. Of course, Marshall is at East Carolina. And so part of the reason this is happening is because they're going to put this on a national outlet somewhere. I think ESPN is pretty much where it's going to go. It might be on ESPN2, U, maybe, ESPN. I don't know. Uh, that's down the road. But it's going to be a national broadcast. And the reason, of course, is these two schools are, are linked together. If you know your history, if you don't, I'll just briefly catch you back up. It was Marshall leaving ECU. They played them on November fourteenth, 1970, lost 17-14, and then the return flight was from ECU, for those of you maybe uh, not that familiar with the story because, you know, I kind of have to remember at all times, not everybody grew up with this. So there are new people to the story all the time. So these two schools are are really linked. And so they want to do something to honor Marshall and this and Marshall and ECU are going to play this game on the 29th. They had to get a waiver. So ECU got a waiver to do this. And Marshall was on board with it, but ECU in their waiver included the bios of all 75 victims of the plane crash just to get this waiver, just to hit home. 50th anniversary, this should be something um, that's a pretty big deal. And so you've got this game. is going to get a lot more attention because not everybody's playing on August 29th. This is going to bring a lot of attention to this game, a lot of attention to this story. And so I thought it was a nice gesture because it's Marshall-ECU. If it was anything else, any other game, you know, maybe I i don't know if I would be as on board with it. But since it's Marshall-ECU, it makes total sense because of the fact that these two schools are linked. And it's really been a nice friendly rivalry between Marshall and ECU. I mean, they know the shared history. And I'm sure the fans are on board with this as well at ECU. So it's going to be no time yet given, but it's going to be on August 29th. And so Marshall's going to have, I believe, an off week after that. I don't think they're going to rearrange anything else. So Marshall at least is going to have an off week after this as they get ready for Pitt after this game. So that's pretty much what's happening with football. And, of course we got several months to talk about football, and we'll keep this in mind as uh, we get closer to this. So if, I'm kind of curious what kind of program ECU is going to put together, what kind of activities are going to go along with this, uh, what kind of television programming we might see. Because, of course, if you're going to do something like this, ESPN, I'm sure, is going to have something in connection with this. Because this is the milestone. This is 50. After that, the next milestone is going to be 75, I think. I, I think you aren't going to have as big of a milestone. I don't think 55 or 60 or 65, I don't think that's really a major milestone. You get to 75. That'll probably be the biggest milestone. Uh, hopefully, I'm around for that. I'm going to be pretty old when we get to that milestone uh, for 75. But I think enough people will still be around who are, you know, who were around then, who remember. It will be interesting to see where this goes from there. But 50 is a big milestone. We get to 75 and maybe 100. I don't know. At least it's still being remembered because there are events that have been forgotten. And so this is going to be interesting. That's uh, pretty much all I've got on it, young Spencer, who uh, I know is a youngster. You were born after this. So I mean, it's uh it's on you now as a as a youngster. It's on you.
0: Yeah, it's on me. And something to, interesting to think about that day is you're not going to get a college game day at East Carolina. I initially thought, I was like, maybe that's going to be what ESPN will settle for if they don't come here. I mean, coming here, I honestly, is probably a long shot in November just because of that time of year and, and most other schedules. But then I looked at the schedule and I talked to uh, one of my friends – uh, colleagues at WMUL, he, uh, he's a Notre Dame guy. Notre Dame is playing Navy at or in du- Dublin, Ireland. So college game day will be there. My guess is they'll, that game's at 2 p.m., so you may see a night game on ESPN.
1: It's a possibility. Maybe they'll want to do something for that, or we'll see. But in lieu of that, I think this would be a good thing to have because this is where it really – gets started with the tragic story. Marshall plays a, a tough game and loses to ECU. And then on the return flight, you know what happens next. And this is probably a good thing. Yeah, college game day. I, I don't think think that really means anything for me. Yeah, college game day is great. But yeah, you know, I don't know if having a field full of fans screaming and hollering and hooping it up and stupid, goofy little signs here. Um, I don't know if that's the way to go. That's just my take on it. But I think you do something like this, you you can have proper – and, of course, I still have to remember, and we need to remember as well, I mean, it's still going to be a football game that day. So you you don't want to go into this game and just be completely – Somber, and I mean, you want to be present in the moment. You want to understand the moment, but at the same time, it's a football game. You're cheering for the team to play, and you're rooting them on. So, and that's the point. That's the victory. And I, I keep reminding people, uh, the victory is that they take the field. That's it. That's that's the only victory you need. Doesn't matter if they win or lose or tie. It doesn't mean anything. The victory is they took the field and played football that day. And so, anytime you play a game. There's your victory. You won. Yeah, you know, the program did not disappear. They're they're remembered. They're part of the fabric of what Marshall football is about. And I think Marshall is in a good position now. Doesn't matter what the records are, but Marshall's in a good position now where that's part of the fabric of Marshall. But yeah, it's not the only thing because Marshall has been risen, to use some colorful language there. They have risen. All right, basketball. We are going to hear from Jansen Williams. We're going to hear from Jared West. We're going to hear from Tavion Kenzie. We'll do that when we continue here on today's edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. You're listening to The
0: Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.
1: Welcome back to the Thursday, February 20th edition. The Drive continues on ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. So, we've got basketball coming up this weekend. It's Thursday. We don't have basketball tonight. It's sort of an interesting place to be. Kind of getting used to that, having a Thursday off, but we get back at it on Saturday. And we've got Jansen Williams, we got Jared West, and we got Tavion Kinsey now. Um, Yesterday, these three young men were featured on the student radio station over at WMUL 88.1 FM. I encourage you to listen to their game broadcast sometime, support the students, but uh, all three were on Sports View last night.
0: Yeah, they were. um, Obviously, they got a busy schedule, especially this week of free week, so we ended up going to practice and getting them in the media room. Pretty nice. um, You know, it's nice to do little one-on-one kind of thing. Instead, I was initially thinking we were going to get him as a group of three, but it was nice to get him a one-on-one.
1: So Jansen Williams has been having a, a, a sort of a resurgence here these last few games, and uh, we'll go to that right now. Just making sure you had it ready. Okay. Um, here's Jansen um, talking about him, also Michael Byers. Um, these guys have really been – Pretty effective as of late, getting their shot back. So here's Johnson talk. I mean Johnson. Here's Jansen talking about him and Mike getting their shooting back. No
2: game, and you know it's really good to have these these players on these these players on my team that you are always giving me you know good feedback and constantly telling me you know I want you to take that shot because I believe in it and I believe in you. Um, it's also good to have somebody struggling with me, so I can look at him, see when he when he does uh when he does well, and it makes me want to do well um yeah it's 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 something i don't know i just said it again i'm going to say it again it's something we've all have experienced we aren't doing as well on the shooting side of this as a team but you know when some some of us have the role of only shooting knowing that that's our one job what that we're we're supposed to be good at it's kind of tough to see that you know once your shots aren't falling it's it it kind of makes you want to play the whole game of basketball. You know, once my shooting's not doing well, I might as well do something else. You know, rebound uh block shots, whatever I gotta do. So I feel like that kind of helped us out, me and Mike. Playing a whole the whole game of basketball kind of got our minds off of just the shooting.
1: So Jansen pointing out that hey look if if I can't hit my shots, I'm gonna go out there, I'm gonna rebound a little bit more. I'm gonna block shots, I'm gonna do what I need to do. And I think that's been a reward for him because he was in the starting lineup, got taken out of the starting lineup, and it really wasn't a punishment to Jansen. It was more of a, all right, we're going to insert some different guys in. They've worked their way into the starting lineup, and Dan's going to do what's best for the team. But Jansen's worked himself back in the starting lineup, and he's got some interesting thoughts on being reinserted into that starting lineup.
2: It just makes me feel like I can I can finally do something for this team that you know I've been waiting on this whole season. Um once I start knocking shots down, it makes everybody else's lives easier. That We've been banking on, you know, the shooters being able to shoot, and, you know, we have been doing a very good job at that for this, this whole season, the majority of the season. So once we start seeing that happening and what's been happening in the recent past, it just makes you feel good that you can contribute something that's going to help the rest of the team out.
1: Now, I haven't heard this next cut. I'm kind of curious what Jansen says, but he's talking about Iron Bennett because Bennett is your guy to go inside, right? When you think, how does this team work? Well, Tavion, he can probably go in and out. You got a guy like Jared, he could probably go in and out a little bit. Lay up, a little jumper here and there. But Benson, Benson, I can't even read my own handwriting. Bennett, he's a guy that goes inside. And you know what? He's also worked that outside shot into his game, and here's Jansen talking about that. We can have such a dominant
2: player on the inside. He's been dominating this whole season. Kudos to him. He's been dominating this whole season, and teams see that and they scout that. So they're gonna double him, especially now from now on out. They're going to double Iron Bennett. So it's really good for us, and it's gonna help him out and the rest of the team. But it's really gonna help Iron out if me and the others can knock down these shots because if they double, one of us is going to be open. He kicks it out, we're going to shoot it. Three points is more than two points. So if we can knock down these shots, it's going to help Iron a whole lot in giving him free range to do you know what he does best is dominate the paint.
1: You know, that's the duo right there. I'm going to call Jansen, I'm going to call Bennett Benson from now on. That's the duo. Jansen, Bennett, Benson. Yeah, when they kick it in and out to each other, you know, Iron goes inside, doesn't have a shot. he kicks it out to jansen Benson that's going to be the duo there spencer make that make that trend on social media I'll make try. that make that trend
0: I'll talk to Jansen
1: yeah, tell him him and Bennett. that's my new name for both of them Benson so um hey, it's group play gotta play o d u again playing o d u again. Here's Jansen's thoughts on playing those guys once again.
2: They're a good team um you know they're just like everybody else so that I mean I feel like ODU game was a pretty big game for us as a team we we p- played an overall great game um anything that they threw at us we were able to handle and we scouted them very well so if we can just bring that same energy to everybody else man I swear it's we're a team to be reckoned with if we if we can really focus and get the job done you know
1: I've heard this before second half team I've read that somewhere as well second half team
0: I no, today did I just read it somewhere? Period.
1: Uh period. Their second half team, their second half season team. Last year, they got on a run. I've heard this before. Dan's talked about this. You know, he wish he could get his team to uh, start the way that they finish. You know, we've heard this before. And here's um, here's Jansen talking about, hey, look, we're we're a team to be reckoned with. And of course, Conference USA might make it a little harder on them because. They've got to end group play. They're going to be in Texas. Ending group play in Texas. So Jansen talks about that. Just yeah, look, we we start in home, we end in Texas, and then you got to stay there.
2: At the end of the day, I feel like it's it'll it'll help us out. Um, it'll give us a an, an slight advantage. Um, I don't know how many teams are doing that, but it's good to see that you know we're coming from West Virginia to Texas getting to play you know utsa will be in san antonio um and then have a couple days i think it's like three days of getting there and getting comfortable with you know where we're at and it'll give us the way i think about it is it'll give us three days to really focus on the next game we're already there we can't we don't need to think about the the flight we don't need to think about traveling We want to think about school we'll be there we'll be able to get school work done beforehand, I think it will help us out just a little bit.
1: So that's Jansen Williams and a um, chance to catch up with him yesterday. Also, Jared West. You guys talked to him over there at the uh, student radio station. And Jared's a guy that he's calm, he's cool. He's got it all in front of him. He's got focus. But right in the Back of his head, right back there, there's there's Jared, that, that other Jared voice. You know, you got the good Jared, he's over here on one shoulder, and then you got that other Jared, like, why are you going to let them do that to you? Why are you going to let them do that to you? You didn't work hard enough. You know, that guy, that voice, this is always it, because it has to be a voice in his head that's telling him, You're not working hard enough. You're not working hard enough because he's always working hard enough and it's not good enough for him. And now, you know, he takes it, he probably takes it personally. I didn't play hard enough. We got beat by these guys. And here's Jared talking about the possibility of some revenge when facing teams that the herd lost to early in the season.
3: Honestly, even the FAU game, even though they're coming here, you know, they still beat us when we went down there. So um, we have a chance to really get revenge on all three of those teams who uh, we lost to, and it's a really good opportunity for us um, to go on the road and get some wins and build some confidence for us because uh, I felt like we had a chance to win in um, all those games. So, you know, going to UAB and UTSA, there's two tough games, two good teams that it's going to be tough to go in there and win, but I feel like if we just stay focused and stay together, um, we stay mentally and physically prepared that we'll be
1: ready to go. Not the answer I would have given, but that's the answer Jared gives. Oh yeah, we, we got a chance to get some revenge. No, I would have been bland. If I'd have been on your show yesterday, Spencer, I, I would have been bland. Like yeah, we're playing um, playing these guys again. Um, they really gave us a good game last time, and you know we're going to come out and see what we can do. Um, we're going to draw some plays up on the on the board, and you know let's go out there and see what we can do. I'm going to be so generic no he's like we're we're gonna get revenge
0: well I think he was a little comfortable too because alongside me in that interview was Andrew Rogers and Andrew Rogers high school teammate of Jared West so there now, was I a get little, it. little connection there maybe it felt a little more personal
1: to get to say things like that. No I get it I get it but I'm still I'm not giving any bulletin board material. Because now like oh gonna get some revenge on us huh? Gonna get some revenge on us. No, that's not the case. Um, I would have given zero. But, you know, you, you expect no less from Jared because uh, he'll actually go out and, and back it up. And he is a guy that can sit back and look at this team and see things, see trends. He can look back and see how games are going, how certain guys are meshing. And he has some interesting thoughts on Andrew Taylor just finally getting into a rhythm. College is
3: a different game. You know, it's not high school. And um, it also hurts because Andrew didn't play for a whole, like, two years, like you said. And um, But I feel like he's doing a good job. You know, he's making his adjustments still. He's still learning. He's still going through the process. And he's had a couple of big games for us, really, and has helped us out a lot. And, um, you know, he started every game since he's been back, which is good. You know, his minutes are um, pretty high. So he's getting more and more game experience and stuff like that. Um, I think he's doing a good job. He just has to continue to learn and continue to grow and get better um stay focused, not get too high and too low throughout the season and I think he'll be fine
1: so it's jared west and and finally, Jared he's done this he knows what it takes. he's done this before, so he has keys to success for the herd in pod play
3: um, I feel like just making shots really up in our percentages um throughout this last couple of games that we have give us some confidence and um get us into a rhythm a little bit you know we've had some games we've we've had spurts where we shot the ball well we've had some games like utsa where we couldn't we couldn't buy one so um i think making shots is the most important thing and taking them with confidence and then i think rebounding the ball you know we give up a lot of offensive rebounds at utsa and I, i think at the end of the day that's probably what um hurt us the most you know they got a lot more shots than we did and, um, you know, we got to do a better job with that. I feel like boxing out and getting our rebounds because that helps us get in transition, and I feel like that helps our offense a lot more too. So um, I would say just making shots and taking them with confidence and, you know, rebounding the ball on both ends.
1: That's Jared West, his keys to success for the herd in pod play. Now uh, we get a couple of cuts with uh, Tavion Kinsey. Why do we only have two cuts? Tavion, he's a guy who likes to talk. Why do we only have two cuts? Um,
0: well see the situation was we had to get there or whatever, set up and by the time we finished interviewing Jansen and Jared, because Tavion I don't know if he has class or something, but he wasn't there as early as both of them. Okay. I so gotcha. by the time we got to Tavion it was two twenty four and they start practice at two thirty. Okay. Gotcha. And we
1: really didn't want to have Cody or Dan mad at us. No, you don't want Cody Lynn mad at you. Never went Cody Lynn mad at you. Uh, here's Tavion Kinsey. He uh, talking about the – yeah, I like this. Tavion talking about the youngsters. The youngsters. Tavion talking about youngsters finding their roles.
4: Definitely. Um, It reminds me of last year uh, when I was a freshman and I kind of came into it at the end of the year. Um, with time, it you know it it comes growth and guys playing in games and then you start to play. We get into a time where we're gonna play teams two times now, as in UTSA, Florida Atlantic, and ODU and UAB. So guys are you know they know what to expect around this time and guys have been in practice and they know what practice is like now and they're kind of into. You know, they're kind of comfortable now coming into their roles and they know what their role is and how to play their role at times. But I think those guys are learning in the next year. Going into the next year, they'll be great.
1: Tavion's still young. Come on, man. Come on. Tavion, the veteran.
0: Well, I was a little rushing with this. I meant like the freshman. No, talking, I get it. I was referring to Taylor uh, – the two, the two guys, I can never say they're no. Not I, gonna, get they're I get
1: it, I get it completely. Practices. But still, tavions because I asked him his very same thing earlier in the year, is like, you know, hey, you're you're sort of like a veteran now. You're like one of the leaders of this team, and he's like, yeah, I just got here, dude. Pretty much, uh, I'm paraphrasing. Now, um, the good news about all this is we don't have a game tonight. That means they've got extra time to get their legs, get ready for pod play. And Tavion, I'm sure, is enjoying having maybe a couple extra days to, to get ready. But here's Tavion talking about having some time off before pod play begins.
4: It's definitely big. Um, I Like, coming off that road win the, um, at UTEP, I was just hoping on the bus, like, please let us get, like, they gave us two days off from practice, and I knew we were going to practice all week, but we don't have a game until Saturday, so... That time to rest, even though we got practice, it's really we don't do really that much in practice. Having those times to rest and not have to be in game mode, but still have to be mentally locked in a little bit. But our bodies get time to rest. And um, in the weight room, we've been, you know, just trying to maintain nothing crazy, not not doing too much. Just trying to give our bodies a rest because we know it's about to get really like. Really big going into conference play. So, and um, going into the conference tournament.
1: It's Tavion Kinsey. We're going to thank um, Student Station 88.1 FM WMUL and their sports program, Sports View. We appreciate the Student Station helping us out with uh, some of the uh, sound they provided today. It was uh, good stuff over there uh, on Sports View. Of course, uh, if you um, don't follow the campus radio station, for the most part, if you are an aspiring broadcaster, you have to be in some form involved with SportsView or they don't let you out. That's sort of the rule.
0: Yeah, um, I am the executive producer. That yeah, was, you know, I kind of initially put on by Dr. Bailey. But, you know, I've taken it in stride. I really like it. I like being able to construct a show, kind of like what I'll be doing for you this summer, booking guests. I kind of I've started to like that a lot more.
1: Yes, that's uh that's going to be your role here. You're going you're going to book guests so I can just sit down and just talk to somebody. I like that. You know, that's that's my kind of day. I sit down, okay, who am I talking to today? Okay, let's do that. Gives me Yes. Of course, we're we're talking about stuff on the air that you know, this this is like business. We're like a business meeting on the air right now. Yeah. Yeah. We're talking about our, our show business, business. We're going to take a break, come back. Um, we are going to talk a little bit about the Tim Tebow bill. It's um, it's a thing that maybe is going to pass, maybe not, but the West Virginia House of Delegates, they've got their own take on the Tim Tebow bill, and we'll talk about that when we continue with today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.
0: Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN
1: 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the February 20th edition. Paul Swan, your host here, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I've got young Spencer Duplee, our student intern producer, also um, part of the sports crew over at the student radio station, and we're taking oh. your phone calls. <sighs> 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255 to be a part of today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. And Keep an eye on the Tim Tebow bill. And if you're not familiar with this, basically, and I'm really putting it in a nutshell here, too long didn't read. I'm going that route here. For the most part, What this is going to allow, this is going to give an opportunity for homeschool students to participate in extracurricular activities, and there are some that are on board with this, and then there are others who think, what are you doing here? So uh, the House in West Virginia, the House of Delegates, they've got their own version of this Tim Tebow bill that they're working on. They've got a few differences. Now, this... um, this was approved by the House Education Committee. It was a voice vote. And it's going to allow homeschool students to play if there are certain things that can they can check off. So here's some requirements here. Now, first of all, and again, if you want to participate in athletics, there is an academic part of this that they're trying to make sure that at least has some standardization. And so part of this is that you got to show academic progress on a standardized test. Okay. So there's a test component to this. You have to be enrolled in one virtual school course through the county school system or the state department of education. So meaning you have to have some skin in the game. All right. That's okay. And Also, you have to meet the age and other eligibility requirements. So you've you've got to basically be eligible by the standards in which other student-athletes have to meet eligibility. You have to show some academic progress. I mean, you have to show, not some. You have to show academic progress. Let me rephrase that. And you have to be enrolled in one virtual school course through the county school system or the State Department of Education. Okay, so now... What does that get you? Well, that gets you eligibility to play for a school in the student-athlete's attendance zone. So, in other words, if you've got someone who's being homeschooled in Huntington, they can't go play for Hurricane. Okay, that's fair because, again, we don't want a situation where you're school shopping. Hey, I'm a really good athlete here. I'm being homeschooled and I want to go play for Hurricane. I'm just, I'm using them as an example. I want to go play for Spring Valley, but I'm over here. But no, that's been an issue as far as public versus private schools. About the fact that the student athletes who go to private schools and who participate in WVSSAC events, sanctioned events. The fact that some of the public schools think that, well, there's a little uh, chicanery going on there. And so this is sort of trying to prevent that. I can't go, you know what? They have a really good basketball team over here. They're they're one county away. I'm just going to go over there. No. So none of that's going to happen. And basically, it's it's basically the... It's the transfer rule. We're throwing the transfer rule in. And that's fair. It really is. Because, unfortunately, there are some that would take advantage of that. You know what? I live here. Our basketball team's not that good. I'm going to go over there. Well, I understand. I understand completely. You don't want to play for a bad team. And I get that. But if... um you think you're going to do that? There's some hoops you got to go through. So, it's basically it's going to help at least prevent some of that. I'm going to go play here because here's better than where I'm at right now. And so, the SSAC also uh, allows virtual school students to participate in sports if they take four virtual classes. So, they're reducing it in the house bill as a compromise. So, they can get that transfer language in the bill. Okay. If these kids really want to participate in these activities, I think the transfer rule is really important. Now, they're doing this because the House Education Committee basically is putting this out and saying, look, our bill's simpler than the Senate-passed bill. The the Senate-passed bill would allow students also um, and non-SSAC private schools to play public school sports. I think what they're doing is pretty solid as far as giving student-athletes an opportunity that are homeschooled to participate in extracurricular activities. At the same time, there's some standard here, and we're not bringing in ringers. I've heard that. Bringing in ringers. All right. So that's what the House is doing. Now, the West Virginia Schools Athletic Coaches Association, they've got a different perspective on this. And so I got a hold of the letter that went out. This uh, is dated today, and I got a copy of this, and I'm not going to read it verbatim to you, but basically, the executive committee of the West Virginia Schools Athletic Coaches Association, they, one, they say they joined with the WVSSAC in opposition to House Bill 3127, uh, they're concerned that Tebow students do not have to maintain the same academic or follow the same procedures that member school students do. They believe it is unfair for team members to be on a team that does not follow the same procedures and regulations on a daily basis. So they're saying, look, you don't have any skin in the game. You don't. These kids have to do all this stuff. These kids just hop it in here, and they don't. That's what they're saying. Also, they are strong believers— that if you participate in WVSSAC extracurricular activities, you should be a member of the school. And the, again, I'm paraphrasing here, that they have to achieve a minimum grade point average. It's not arbitrary. Okay, but I think the House bill is going to maybe clean some of that up a little bit. Also, um, they say students who are not in the member schools do not always use letter grades for academic qualifications. Um, they want to know what test is going to be used. You know they're worried about academic fraud. They're also talking about um, you know which standardized test is going to be. And this one I thought was um, I didn't like this one. I'll read this one verbatim. This is, again, from the West Virginia Schools Athletic Coaches Association. They say in this letter they sent to the legislative leadership, "...Finally, the Tebow Act can open the door for students who do not like school to go on to a homeschool program. We do not have a clear way to handle academic eligibility. We could be opening up all extracurricular activities to fraud and allowing extra burdens on school administration to determine eligibility." And that's their stance on this. Now, I think, and this is just me, I think that there needs to be a compromise here because I know there are some who are adamant that you don't go to school here, so if you don't have any skin in the game, you don't have to, uh, you can't come here. You have to have skin in the game. And I'm here thinking, one, all right, I get your point here, but I think the house bill is going to put a little skin in the game. Two, I also believe that I'm paying. I don't have, you know, I'm paying for some of this, right? Tax property. I don't know how much. I don't know what my my contribution is. I don't have my tax bill. It's not itemized. But I really think that if I'm putting money into the school system, what what are we what are we harming here a little bit? And maybe I I'm going to be honest with you. I don't have too big of a dog in this fight here. So maybe I don't have a passionate argument about letting these kids play that are homeschooled. And I'm going to be honest with you right now. I'm not going to sit here and ultra debate this. I don't have that much skin in the game. I don't have that much of a stance here to honestly, to be intellectually honest with you and say that, You are wrong. These kids should be able to participate, and here's why. I'm just casually saying, look, you know what? I don't think it's a bad idea. I think we can overcome some of these issues. This isn't a terrible idea. If there are protections in place to make it fair and equitable, I think, again, because we're all putting into the school system, right? As taxpayers, we're all putting into this, that why not? Why not allow these kids opportunity here with the extracurricular activities? Now, and of course, I know there'll be some that will say, look, you know, what if this homeschool kid's knocking somebody else out of an opportunity here? Okay, let's address that. Let's address that. You know, if you play high school football in West Virginia, you might not start. You might be on the roster. You might not start. Uh, basketball, I know we have to have, uh, you know, you have to make the team. But I think we can figure out how to get around some of these issues. As I said, I'm going to be intellectually honest with you. Uh, I don't have that much of a fight in this. I don't have a dog in this fight. I don't have much ground that I have built up to stand on my stance here. So don't come at me, bro. Don't come at me. You can, but don't come at me because I want to debate the issue. I want to talk to you about it. 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Don't come at me, man. I mean, I can be I can be swayed either way right now, but I don't see where there's a problem here. I'm not on one side or the other adamant, like, no, they can't participate, or yes, I don't think it's a bad idea. I don't think it's a bad idea to let these kids participate here. But, again, I don't have much, uh, I don't have much fight in this. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't have much fight in it. But, come on. How many kids are we talking about here? How many kids are we talking about here? Are we talking, I, mean, I don't think, because this is a possibility, kids are going to, in mass number, say, you know what, I'm done with school. I'm going to go homeschool. Because you have to meet certain requirements. You can't just say, "I'm going to be a homeschool kid and just think you're going to cruise through life." No. If you're homeschooled, you got to meet certain requirements. I mean it's a it's a different curriculum here, and I, I'm all for choice as well. I'm all for choice. I believe if a parent believes that homeschooling is better for their child, so be it. All we're talking about is, uh, should we allow a kid the opportunity to go play basketball, extracurricular activity? Or, you know what, maybe we have a homeschool team. I don't know. I don't know what the winning uh, proposal... Would you imagine we could have a homeschool basketball team?
0: I mean, that'd be pretty cool. I don't think
1: we could fill it every year, but... It would
0: be hard to fill. I mean, yeah. you don't know how many people are homeschooled, but I think that'd be a cool thing. I mean, I don't know what you call them.
1: We'll come up with a name. Have Find a way for them to participate. I, I don't know. I mean, honestly, it's, it's going to be a sore subject for a lot of people in this state. So I'm, I'm kind of curious where it goes. I don't know if we're going to have the huge fight we had for, you know, the reclassification of basketball to sort of uh, readjust some of the private schools where they play compared to the public schools. I know that's a big issue. All right, we've got to hit a quick break, come back, we'll wrap it up here. It's The Drive.
0: This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM
1: and AM
0: 930.
1: We're wrapping up today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. So how do you feel about the Tebow bill? I'm kind of curious. I want to hear on social media. We'll go over it tomorrow with you. But at Paul Swan is where you can find me on Twitter. I want to hear from you. Give me your thoughts on the Tebow bill. Why are you for it? Why are you against it? And if you're in the middle, tell me why you're kind of leaning towards one or the other as far as the sides are concerned. And really, give me some thought. Don't give me, I'm I'm just against it. No, I want to hear some thought on this because... I'm kind of curious. Is this going to be such a disruptive thing? I mean, you got the coaches' association saying, "Look, no, we're we're kind of against this here. We don't want this. It's not good for us. It's not good for the game." And you know, how do you give these kids opportunities? How do you create opportunities? Or do you basically say, "Look, since you're homeschooled, you don't get these same opportunities here." And I know there's an argument that, look, you know, we're paying into the system as well. We're paying into the school system as well. Um, and there's another thing. Doesn't the school system benefit from... Yeah, I'm curious. Now, I'm not going to lie to you here. I'm probably going to need to brush up on this a little bit. But as far as uh, school funding is concerned, is it based on enrollment numbers or is it based on... How many L- people are in the county as far as students? Uh, I'm going to not pretend to know all the facts on that. So that's a big part of the argument. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of the show. We thank our producer today, Spencer Dupuis. Um, we're going to be back tomorrow. Um, we're both going to hit some musinex here. So.
0: Yes, we are.
1: Yeah, you get the. You're rolling with the musinex. I I've got the. Alka-Seltzer uh, gel tablets that I'm going to rock tonight to try to defeat this once and for all, and we're going to get over this together, and hopefully the weather will stay one form of weather. It's like 30 degrees today. I woke up, I look at the, th- the temperature on my uh, my clock, my show here. It said 30, and then it went down to 29. I looked at it. I looked over. Dropped a degree as I woke up. For young Spencer Dupuis, I'm Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.